founder. More podcast where we want you to know God more deeply. Find lasting freedom, discover your destiny and make an eternal difference. Now. Well, welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, do you wonder why you take the time each week to listen to more podcasts? Well, I'm going to tell you why. More stands for maximizing opportunities for right now and eternity. So stop asking why you listen. Just never forget to pass it on and listen. Uh, well, this episode has been brought to you by the creators of Lint Yarn. Yes, you heard it, Lint Yarn. You might be sitting on a gold mine. Ever wonder what dryer lint is good for other than garbage? Well, Lint Yarn will help you turn unwanted lint into useful yarn. Just paying shipping and handling to Lint Yarn, and they will spend your lint into money. Uh, send them your lint and get back a roll of yarn for your next project. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Have you, I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh or wait. But <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's, apparently, they can spin yarn out of anything. I don't know. So the lint yarn. What would you spin yarn into or lint into? Well, I don't know. I mean, what's got, you know, it's interesting because my lint comes out with different colors on it. So it'd be an interesting looking <laughs> yarn. It's got a little bit of everything in it. Like you got the gray, a uh-huh. little bit of red, a uh-huh. little bit of, you know, dog hair. <laughs> it'd be an interesting uh, scarf that you make. Yeah. You turn it into, turn it into like colored money or something. Yeah. Well, and then you, yeah. Well, you know, they have the dog, dog yarn. Like if you have like a husky. You can send them the fur from the husky, and they'll spend it into yarn you for you. Have a husky. Yeah, I have a husky. I could there be making go. some money off my dog. Yeah, you have. That's an investment right there. Other than just eating food all the time, and Wait. yeah. Isn't she like a crier too? Oh yeah, she does like that. Oh, it's the talk. Yeah, <laughs> talk to me all the time. Yeah, it's bad. Well, uh, the only woman I know who claims that she uh, speed read War and Peace when asked how she did it, she said it's only three words, Miss Chelsea Robertson. <laughs> that is awful. Oh, my goodness. I see now why you didn't let me pre-read any of your scripts. That's right. Yeah. Why would I do that? I don't want you to, I don't want you to know what I'm going to do. Just wait. Next time your intro is going to be good. Yeah. Well, she's in with me for the for this podcast and, of course, myself and uh pastor gary you know he's still getting back in the swing of things coming back from vacation in florida you know i heard he got sick i did too my sister uh went on that trip as well and she said that he was not feeling very good but and then they said they didn't really come back with any tan but i thought they looked i thought they looked tanner than us pasty white marshmallows yeah right maybe got out to the pool or something a little bit or something i don't know yeah staff meeting was interesting i feel like everyone was coughing and just really yeah, like it was hard to hear each other. I wasn't there, coffee. so I'm glad I wasn't because I didn't want I don't want the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. Uh, it's going around, but it's yeah. like the spring. You know, like as soon as spring gets close, that's when everybody starts getting all the sinuses and all of this stuff going on. Yeah, they had um, in school. Jada said at one point she only had like four kids in her classes because everyone really? was out sick. Yep. Well. I don't know. You know what I I tell people start taking uh, zinc, man. Mm-hmm. Start down the zinc and yeah. vitamin D. Yeah, elderberry. Elderberry, yeah, that's a good one. Good one. Yeah. T- those gummies taste just like like gummy bears that taste like candy. That's the problem. Have you ever noticed? Like, I, I'm taking a like a a, a protein uh, for my for my mind to like help me stay active mentally. Mm-hmm. 
and you know they they taste like orange uh like orange candy <laughs> and so like i'll dump them in my hand and i'm like what's what's the dosage like is it one or two <laughs> and i got a handful of them and i'm like well whatever i just eat them can you overdose on vitamins i, I, don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> i'm like got a handful of whatever i feel better i totally feel better i'm sure you do have that with your bang or monster drink and man well today you're good to go amy got me these before she left cold brew monster oh my word nitro abused yeah oh my goodness I think she's she's trying to help me along with my heart attack. It's really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> what are her motives? Yeah, but did you you know did you hear what she did to me last uh, Wednesday? For you mean the, the Wednesday night live? Oh, I, I thought te- you were talking about Valentine's. No, okay. I, yeah, well, I was teaching my class, and all of a sudden, one of the couples that she had worked out a little secret plan with um, stopped me in the middle of the class, and it was kind of odd because nobody ever does that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, Amy told us that we we're supposed to give you something. I'm like, okay, this is getting weird. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so they brought in a little fuzzy teddy bear Aww. and a, a card that was a bacon card. Of course. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> so then I started teaching it, and she goes, oh, wait, but there's more. And so she goes, let me go out to the lobby, and I'll come right back in. So she comes back in, and Amy had gotten me a bunch of, like, uh, beef jerky and all this other stuff, bacon. Oh. Yeah. Ultimate oh. man Valentine gift. I know. I that was a surprise because you know Amy. Amy's romantic, but she's usually not like that. She pre-planned. That's she did the, pre-plan. That's the romantic part. She that was it. Yeah, it. she pre-planned, and then then um, uh, when I was talking about it, somebody had recorded me saying I would have to do something for her, and so they sent that recording to her, and she's like, "So, what are you doing for me?" And I'm like, "You're in Indonesia. What do you want me to do for you?" <laughs> Like, how am I going to get something over there? I'm calling you. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling you, and uh, yeah. I do remember you, because well, you came in my office, and you were in Mandy's office, and you were sharing your, like, they were, it was like bacon wrapped in bacon, and oh, this, yeah. like, heart tin thing. That was pretty cool. That, that was tasted amazing. Yeah, that was made by uh, uh, Dana Weinberg. I will tell you, I saw them in the staff <clears throat> fridge. Yeah, you were tempted. After you left. And I was tempted. Yeah. And I, I did not. I closed the door. I left. <laughs> you were straight You had yourself. the same amount of bacon in there the next day. I was counting them. But. I was like, one, two, three. Okay, I got I it. I was a little like, I need to contact Dana Weinberg now. <laughs> yeah, and right. Yeah. Ask she, her. I will. I will. She, she made uh, uh, candy bacon the other night and uh, sent some over my way. Bacon that was twisted. Like she makes little twisties. Oh, my word. It's candy bait. Oh, man, it was good. Mm. Well, while we've been uh, yapping our gums over here, we got some tweets in um, right off the fax machine, right? Hot off the fax. Uh, uh, rumors, uh, Pastor Gary is back from Florida. Um, somebody was asking, why didn't he bring back any warm weather? Well, we're getting a little warmer. We are. I walked over here in the sunshine. Yeah. So it's not it's not too bad. That's uh, hashtag uh, citrus sarcasm. <laughs> Uh, can anyone remember the Bible trivia question from last week? Uh, it's been so long. I think a new translation of the Bible just dropped. Uh, <laughs> such fun. Yeah. You guys, I tell you, we take time off and apparently you, you're not allowed to on the podcast, but uh, I want to know what the new translation is. <clears throat> well, you have, you've heard the Gen Z translation. Yep. Have you read it? Have I read the Gen Z yeah. translation? It's uh, ridiculous. I think I'm stuck in the I'm stuck in different translations because I like them more. Yeah, well, get a chance to read the Gen Z Bible, and I can't believe anybody would ever uh, I can't, read I it. I can't spend my time on that. Yeah, you don't want to. Uh, yeah, you're because you're in school right now. You gotta you got other things to read. Uh, yes, 
Yes. Yeah. So I have a lot. Uh, okay, last pod, uh, last uh, tweet we got here. Podcast idea for the shirts. Uh, put a Pastor Gary quote randomly on every T-shirt, then everyone would be a collector's item. Yes, I love that one. I he do, has a lot of quotes. He does. And, uh, you know, you can imagine you would never know what shirt you're getting with a different quote. I, the one, one of his quotes that always sticks out to me is like at the end of the sermon when he goes, if I could share my whole heart with you, it would be this. Yeah. And yeah, it's like when he's really passionate at the end, that would be a good one for a shirt. See, I, I kind of like his other ones, <laughs> like dirt hole. That was one of my favorite ones that he did. I tried to go deep in the conversation. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, sorry. Okay, sorry, I'll go yeah. back. I'll go back up there. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that was a good one, Chelsea. But you know, memorable. <sighs> memorable is what we're looking for. Okay. All right. Uh, dirt hole. Everybody remembers. Yeah. Yeah. Dirt hole. That would be an easy one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other one? His uh, catalog that he gets uh, for tools. Oh, the tool catalog. Yeah. His, yep. his uh, what is he called? A wood porn or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. What do you call it? I don't know, but not that. Tool, tool shop porn. I don't know what it was. And everybody's like, what? Oh, my word. He, that, that you know, funny. he said it. It was recorded. So, you know, it's on there. We'll take an ID break. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Water Podcast with Pastor Alex and Pastor Gary. Are you ready to feel rejuvenated? I know I am. This is Francine coming to you. Pastor Gary and Pastor Alex, get you ready. We're going to talk about Jesus. It's going to be a good time. All right. Let's go. Well, one thing we like to do here in the podcast is uh, look up things that uh, we might not have uh, read in the news or we missed on the news. And, you know, sometimes it's quite frankly, it's not always reported in the regular news. And so we, we try our best to make sure that you get all the information, not just the stuff that seems to be popular. And uh, so some of the things we pulled off the interweb uh, for the news is, is pretty interesting. Uh, and, you know, it's stuff that you can share around your office or your shop or whatever you're doing and, and say, hey, you know what? Did you hear about this story? So that's what we do here. Uh, the AP News reports that in Johnston, Rhode Island, a coyote uh, that a hiker killed with his bare hands has tested positive for rabies. Uh, the Rhode Island Department of Environmental Management and the Rhode Island Department of Health announced that Apparently, the guy's going to have to go under a series of shots now after defending himself against a ravenous coyote. Oh, can you imagine that? Guy. Can you imagine him fighting that thing off? And then all of a sudden, now he's going to have to go through a series of rabies shots. Oh, I hate getting shots. I don't like it. Don't they put those on your stomach? Like, I mean, it's still, still the thing, right? Like, if you get rabies, they have to give you a series of shots in your stomach. I think you just showed your age there. I'm not sure. No, no. <laughs> I've never it's, heard of Maybe that. it's a pill now. Maybe <laughs> Here, you just take a few gummies. Oh, my word. I did not like shots for the longest time. And then when you're, like, when you were, um, like, pregnant and you're going to have a baby and stuff, you get poked and prodded so many times oh, that yeah. you're just like, oh, I don't even care anymore. See, I'm coming in the room. You're like, just don't look at me. Don't, yeah. Don't come near me. The worst is when they're practicing on you. Like, they're not used to. Oh, that's always fun. The shots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like putting in an IV and then you're like 
bruised. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. When you go to uh, one of those, what do they call them, phlebotomists? Mm-hmm. And they put that, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm just learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a student. And then you got the other nurse that usually does it standing there, and she's, like, trying to find the vein, yeah. you know. And they don't ask you. They just tell you, I'm a student, and then they start. Yeah. They don't, like, ask your permission, like, is this okay? But even if they were to ask you, would you say no? Like, yeah, like what am I like, supposed to do? Um, I'm going to offend you right now, but no. I'm no, okay. I, don't, I don't want somebody that knows what they're doing. So my arm is not black and blue when you're done. Yeah. 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 Jada, when she was little, she had to have a, um, she had to have surgery on her neck. She had like a cyst in there. And when she had, she was like a year and a half years old, year and a half old. And when she had to take, um, they brought me to her after she came to yeah. and she had an IV in her arm and she, I was holding her and she ripped it out and there oh. was blood just like flew up and she's like my firstborn, right? And I'm just like, oh, what yeah. is happening to my baby? That's a nightmare. And then they had to put her back under to put the IV back in and they put it in her foot. And oh, then yeah. We had to keep a sock on her. We were down at DeVos. I had to keep a sock on her foot so she wouldn't mess with it. But yeah, I in don't, the, I don't like foot, needles. Yeah. Yeah. And then they said afterwards, they were like, if she takes this one out, we're going to have to put it like in her head. And I'm like, what? You have got to be kidding me. But like, that's like a thing. Yeah. Well, thank God she didn't have to go through that. No. Yeah. The foot was it. Yep. That was it. We kept her busy with coloring books and a lot of like cartoons. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Don't touch it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Nightmare. Yep. Uh, Well, here's another one. Uh, Richard Plodd. A Frenchman who has uh, dreamed of building the world's tallest matchstick sculpture made headlines this week when Guinness World Records rejected his huge model of the Eiffel Tower, uh, saying Plod broke the rules. How do you break the rules? What? Yeah. The Guinness uh, Records uh, organization initially said that the materials Plod used were too different from standard matchsticks that you can buy in a store. Uh, at issue was his decision to go straight to a French matchstick company and arrange for a shipment of sticks that were evidently fairly standard but lacked the match's normal flammable tip. And so because there was no sulfur, Plod's dream went up in smoke. No pun intended. This is coming from the <laughs> from the French paper. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Le Parisien. Le Parisien reported that sounds, sounds good well apparently they reversed that uh their previous decision and that's what made headlines this week um after all that so he actually is in the guinness world book of records wow yeah it's actually pretty cool you look at it online uh it's humongous but right. he spent years putting this thing together out of all the ways to spend your time i know wow <clears throat> sitting there with glue and matchsticks yeah yeah i mean people do pretty awesome stuff with i don't know creative minds and well you remember when you're like in grade school and they give you popsicle sticks and you're supposed to like build a birdhouse yeah i was never good at that i uh, me neither no Mm-mm. so that's what to imagine somebody doing it with matchsticks that's that just seems wow i mean really you've got a very busy life if you can do that <laughs> i don't know what you do for a living but uh you know the construction process with anything is something that i appreciate about other people because i am i don't like that idea then what do you do with that afterwards that's the thing like you can't you can't like move it out of the area that you built it in it's gonna be stuck there forever (laughs) yeah you'd have to like put a different section of your house on or something or why you know you would you really want to move it because this stuff is not is held together by glue right right 
So, I mean, I'd be afraid to pick it up and move it. And then all of a sudden you have a thing fall apart that you just spent years putting together. Yeah. Yeah, you need it. You need it to be like used for something else in its location. Right. Yeah. Right. Like we're going to use this as. I don't know. Maybe it's a like a tourist, uh, you know, exhibit now. Yeah. You know, come to come to my house and look at this matchstick. There's your next investment idea. Oh, that's a good idea. You yeah. Charge people to come see your creative. Yeah. Project. We should build one in the lobby. There you go. I don't know what we'd build, but let's get some matchsticks together. And yeah. See what we can do. Yep. There's got to be some creative kids in this school that can do that. Oh, there are. Have you seen the art projects in the hallway? Well, yeah. Yeah, but I, I love mean, those things. Give them some matchsticks, see what they can do. You think it would be possible they could come up with something? Yeah, I did that one time in kids' ministry. I have, uh, like, I gave each group a paper bag, and it had random items in it, like ping pong balls and string and, I don't know, um, rubber bands and that type of a thing. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They either had to come up with something that, uh, one time they had to come up with a game oh, okay. with the material, and then the other time they had to build something with it and man that is some interesting stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> that they uh that they come up with we've had like someone built like a toilet what um, yeah like that's what their mind went to was out of all the things you can make i'm gonna make a toilet okay yeah and it even had like a handle a little to, like, little miniature toilet yeah 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 and then i think the funniest game was um with the ping pong balls, they had all of these materials, right? So they had like paper and tape and yeah. string and ping pong balls. They had all these materials and um, they chose to just use the ping pong balls. And the game was to see how close you could get to the target. And they had drawn, they had a marker mm -hmm. and they had drawn a target on their partner's head. <laughs> and the goal was to throw it at the target and then really? get a certain amount of points. Mm -hmm. This is what you do. <laughs> I know. I know. And now we're going to talk about not hitting your neighbor. Yes. <laughs> Kindness. <laughs> Kindness. Yeah. Uh, what did we learn from throwing things at each other? Yes. There's, it's, it's a whole nother world in kids ministry. Well, you got to use whatever you can to yes, teach them about the Bible, you know? You do. I, I remember whenever I was given like popsicle sticks and rubber bands, usually it turned into me making a switchblade. <laughs> Have you ever done that? No. Yeah, you put the rubber you you put the uh, the uh, popsicle sticks together, and then you put a rubber band on the very tip of it, and then you bend the stick down. So then you walk around, and then when you want it to come out, you just let release it. Oh it's a switchblade. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was pretty cool. That does, yeah, that does sound cool. You do have a creative side to you. We have a lot of gang balance apparently yes, when I was growing up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did grow up partly in Detroit for a while, so. Oh, it's you know, part of that stuck with hard you. time on the streets, you know. Yep. Gangster Alex. <laughs> Gangster Alex in Taylor, Michigan. <laughs> you know what it's about. <laughs> me and the, me and my Korean friend, we, we did a lot. You yeah. and your Korean friend. Oh, yeah. I had a friend. His name was Eric. And uh, we used to go over there and uh, his mom, she could speak just a little bit English. But one of the things she would make is uh, like fried squid. What? Yeah. And oh my goodness. I, I had never had it before until I went over there and then we'd go over and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good stuff. So then I would go over and get fried squid whenever she'd make it. And uh, it's so funny because um, whenever we would do something that she didn't like to do or she didn't want us to do as kids, you know, she started yelling at us in Korean <laughs> and then she'd take her flip flop and start throwing it at him. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? 
That's when I knew it was time for me to go home. Yeah. When Eric's getting the flip-flop out the door, head home. Uh, Gangster Alex yeah. running out the door. I had me and my switchblade, me and my little popsicle switchblade, man. fried squid leftovers. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. You had quite the childhood. Oh, I've got too many stories. You got memories. Yeah, I do. For oh, right well. now. I can remember them now, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You got to get them all recorded for the day when that comes when you can't remember. Well, you know, April's coming and (laughs) I'll be 50 and that's when everything starts going downhill. Oh my word. It's okay. I'll get you a bunch of like Sudoku books and stuff and keep your memory. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. So I don't have a Joe Biden moment, you know. No, you don't want that. Start thinking I've been a part of every church in the world and (laughs) lived in every town in the world and done every job in the world. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's not good to do that as a pastor because no. your illustrations come back to haunt you. Yeah, if, you, if you're not good at it, you know, if you're not, if you are telling something that wasn't nothing, it wasn't anything to do with you. Because <laughs> uh, if you know, if the people that hear it don't get you, your kids and family will. They'll be like, Dad, you know what? Come on. Yep. That didn't happen to you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last uh, story here. Firefighters in Massachusetts said major traffic delays were caused when an overturned truck spilled about 10,000 gallons of milk onto a Massachusetts turnpike on ramp. The Auburn Fire Rescue Department said that the truck rolled over on the ramp from Route 12 West to Interstate 90 West in Auburn, causing 10,000 gallons of milk and a large amount of diesel fuel to spill into the road. And uh, I wonder if people were like out there with containers, you know. <laughs> You know, I mean, milk. Save some money. The prices of milk right now. Yeah. Yep. I'd be, I'd be going over there. Like to do it that little water, little water fountain at uh, in a Lansing, you know? Oh, yeah. By the Sanford. House. Yeah. Yep. It's nuts. Have you seen that? Yes. Yes. She said at one point she like couldn't get out of her driveway. People are lined up. Yeah. To get to this water. Yeah. I'm like, don't you have water at your house? Yeah. There's a, um, we're not like super big milk drinkers at our house, but I mean, we were, when the kids were little, they would have like in their cereal and stuff, but have you seen the show The Middle before? Uh, maybe. Yeah. So in that show, there's an episode where, um, their sink breaks and they are trying to like be very sparing and using their dishes yeah and so the mom gets this giant salad bowl and she's like kids come get breakfast and she's dumping all the milk and the entire (laughs) box of cereal into the salad bowl and then the kids have to share a spoon in order to like eat it and stuff oh my gosh it's hilarious i love that that's hilarious and disgusting at the same time i know yeah can you imagine having to act that out yeah. Like, and really have to, like, eat it. And you know they've had a few takes of it. They're yep. like, oh, well, that wasn't a good one. Let's try it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And by that time, there's been a lot of, you know, dipping in there. Yes. That's just, oh. Although, if you're willing to grab milk out in the open from a spill from a truck, maybe you're willing to. Well, I'm to- thinking, like, you know, not like stuff on the ground, but get over to the truck while it's still dumping out. <laughs> and grab it you know like come here come here give me some give me some containers what the heck we got free milk mom oh my goodness yeah people are running around you know it's like the the lansing you know water phone <laughs> i can't believe how many people pull up there with all this the whole trunk full of like plastic bottles and stuff yeah and then they fill them all up. i'm like yep although i did hear that it's worth it like that it's really good water and how can you be that good I mean, 
that I, you're willing to stop, yeah. part take part of your day to. I'm super lazy. It. I mean, I'm gonna drink my water even if it's got lead in it. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not driving somewhere to get water and then bring it back. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen you drink water. Oh, I drink. I always see you with your with your energy drink. Well, I have water. I have a water bottle. Do you? I just you know they don't show it to everybody. <laughs> I have one in my office. <laughs> Because at some point yeah, you, you don't want to be prideful with that. Well, you got to dilute the, the all this energy at some point, so you got to have some water to kind of yes. cut it, you know, yes. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. We're gonna take an ID break. We're right back. Oh, don't go nowhere. More podcasts, there's more to say. Get your feet moving. Get up from your office desk and start jiggling it. Yes, let's do this. You're on the more podcast. We'll be right back. Okay, while we were taking the ID break, we got some tweets in here that just came out hot off the facts. Uh, here's the one that says, uh, Valentine's hack. Instead of buying your husband a brand new card every year, reuse the same one. Most husbands remember what... Uh, most husbands don't remember what they read and save money every year. I love that idea. Hashtag nickel and dime mama. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's true. I mean, I don't remember half the cards I get. Mm -hmm. Even birthday cards, you could probably reuse those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but save money. And you don't save them either. Right. I mean, well, we don't save our cards. I don't either. I mean, unless it's like something from the kids. Yeah. I'll put it somewhere. But uh, most of the time, I don't. Yeah, yeah, and, I I like that idea. Or you you just throw it into what is the um what's like the AI thing that like is creating words for you? Like is it chat? Chat something GPT? G- or GPT? Something? Yeah, yeah. Just use that over and over again, and just keep coming up with <laughs> switch the words around. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would definitely utilize that for like a cute card or a note or something i think i think it's worth it i mean well women i think remember because my wife remembers what i get her every year does she yeah oh yeah well does she remember the gifts or does she remember like the the words on the card she doesn't remember the words on the card but i think she would remember like the card she'd be like i i've gotten this before oh okay yeah like the picture right i wouldn't okay i would be like you know because i don't I don't, there's no room up here to put that somewhere so it's like <laughs> that's why you constantly yeah. need compliments <laughs> that's right just shh, can't totally hold on. on to them yeah i don't need put it out there somewhere else yeah <sighs> that's funny yeah i like the idea i like it too uh here's the last one we got in uh question if your dog gets sprayed by a skunk does salsa work to get the smell out mm, i've never tried that we've always done tomato juice yeah but i'm just thinking you know if salsa i could see that tomato working. yeah, yeah. I mean, can you? I mean, it's you got it's got a little bit of extra stuff in there, right? But <laughs> you're gonna bring a bag of chips with you while you're washing your dog. <laughs> you just pour some on you, put some in a bowl, let it sit there for a while. Amy's like, "Honey, dinner's ready," and you're like, "I'm good." <laughs> got, I got my salsa in here, man. Can I get some salt? Can I get some salt? Got a really good scent to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> a little jalapeno peppers in there. There you go, buddy. You're feeling better, right? Then the scent of the skunk has been ingested. (laughs) You can't soak yourself in tomato juice to get it out anymore. Well, and for me, it's a bonus because I can't smell it. Right. You can't smell anything. Yeah. Although I will say the other day I was driving it and I did 
see a skunk that got hit. And it for me, for a moment, it smelled like coffee. What? Yeah. That's weird. It smelled like a good cup of coffee. I can... I'm going to put that in my back pocket for some kind of prank at some point. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, so that's that's what it smells like to me right now. A skunk. A skunk smells, smells like coffee. Like a good cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, you know. Thank you, COVID. Ooh. Three years now. Three years with no smell. Three years, no smell and mild taste. Mild taste uh, abilities. Now, the question would be like, do you, like, do you miss bad smells no so that's a benefit yeah right because i mean you can have a, a mexican nightmare in the car with a, with a fart and you i don't smell it yeah it's doing nothing i that's why people at the church you notice to give me their babies when they don't want to change their diapers because <laughs> i'll carry around with, i'll walk around with them i'm like hey look at this you know and everybody's like do you not you know <laughs> nope i don't smell it Oh my word! What is the one smell that you would want to smell again? Uh, I like, I like cleaning products. Smell, really? Yeah. Wow. Like for breezes and that kind of stuff, I would like to smell those again. Oh, that makes so much sense. But I yeah. So, can I share a story? That's like yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Don't be embarrassed. Okay. I I I can't be anymore. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay, so after you, so the staff bathroom is right by my office, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And after you use the bathroom, like I know when you've used the bathroom, yeah, because of the amount of Febreze that is sprayed, because <laughs> I can smell it at my desk. You're like, oh, and I'm like, Alex was in there. Oh, Alex was in there. Oh, Alex was in there again. And it's like first day is one scent. Then the next day, it's like a mixture of the two Febrezes that are in yeah. the bathroom. Yeah. Yes. That makes well, sense now why you spray so much because you can't smell it. So you don't know no. how much you're spraying. No, I think I'm spraying just enough. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, I put that uh, that little thing in there now with the, you know, what do you call it? The like, little diffuser thing? It does it on its own. Yeah. So then you just pour these little granules in there. It like melts them. You know what I'm talking that, about? No, I don't. Well, next time, you, next time you use, use the next time you use the bathroom, you you look in there. I never used that one, but well, Amy had one in her office. She wasn't using. Oh, okay. And I'm like, why not? You know, you took but, it. Well, because I can't find any more spray. Well, I wonder why. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> there was spray in there. Now it's not. We I, need to just have it in there so that, and then have you have like a counting system where you're like, you hold the button, the freeze right. button down for like. Two but two seconds. This is it. This is all you do. You're done. Yeah. But yeah, right now it's probably like twelve or something. <laughs> it's a lot. But yeah, you know, you always know where Alex has been. You can be like, you can smell it. Yep. Well, you know, at home I have this uh, stuff that I spray just to because I don't know if the dogs smell the house up or not. So I'm always like worried <laughs> about it when people come over. So I have this spray by Clorox, and I spray it, and it's supposed to like you know, kill the smell, uh -huh. but it makes me like choke every time. I don't know what it, I can't smell what it is, but it makes me choke when I spray it. So I have to like cover my mouth when I'm using it oh and I'm like, what the heck is in this stuff? Are the people okay that show up at your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, it's just, it apparently is killing whatever's in the air because it's about ready to kill me <laughs> and you spray it. It's it's like some sort of Clorox scent. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not even supposed to be used for that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, it's how much you're spraying it. <laughs> When you can't see in the house anymore because there's a mist everywhere, it's all fogged. You got problems. We have to go in and check on Alex. <laughs> He's not breathing. 
he was uh he was trying to do something with the spray again it's okay it's the dog's fault <laughs> want you to know God more deeply, find lasting freedom, discover your destiny, and make an eternal difference. More podcasts. Get rapture ready with your favorite host today. Pastor Gary and Pastor Alex Norton as they come to you with information that you need to make it through the times coming ahead and more. I asked Pastor Gary if he wanted to change his song. He's like, no. No? He likes he, it. He actually likes it, yeah. Yeah. I was it's like, catchy. it's very catchy. Well, I was like, you know, every season we try to change it up, mm-hmm. you know, with our, our, uh, our anchor ideas. And he's like, no, 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 let's leave it like that. <laughs> okay. I, you know, maybe, maybe it reminds him of a song when he was like a kid. Mm-hmm. The, is, the like, dun, dun, dun part. Sounds like something when I was in shopping in Kmart, you know? Yeah. The Kmart it's like music. a mixture between elevator music and shopping yeah and like the intro to a, a cartoon or something yeah 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 it does Good i mean it's just got remind you of back you know when things were normal mm-hmm. <laughs> before everything <laughs> all right rapture ready news well uh you know speaking of amy being over in indonesia it kind of popped up a an interesting article that came out uh, indonesia uh has been ranked just recently as number 42 on the open doors usa 2024 watch list of countries where Christians face the most extreme levels of persecution, which I didn't know. Wow. And uh, where she's at right now, this is what made me think about it, is where she's at actually is primarily Christian, but surrounding the island, the other Indonesian islands are mainly Muslim. Mm. And so I can see why then that would be Mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. So the situation for Christians has been deteriorating in recent years with Indonesian society increasingly influenced by conservative interpretations of Islam. Uh, Polls regularly showed that uh, especially young people hold conservative views and bylaws on Islamic dress are becoming more common within that region. Uh, says Open Door USA. Many converts from Islam experience pressure from their families. However, the intensity of the pressure depends on the individual family in place. Most pressure for Christian converts takes the form of isolation, verbal abuse, and ostracization. Only a small percentage of converts face physical violence for their Christian faith, and they may be forced to relocate to another part of Indonesia, which is what they eventually do, like mm-hmm. over in Kupang, which is where Amy's at. Mm-hmm. They go over there and they get out of the um, persecution in mm-hmm. uh, Jakarta and those kind of places. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one of those interesting things because, you know, they just went through a massive revival in the 60s mm-hmm. where, you know, a lot of people became Christians, but to show how... Um, you know, Islam is moving rapidly in that area, even after all those things that happened. Um, and they're working really hard. The rest of the article talks about trying to get Christians to leave, to get mm-hmm. out of there, because they want it to be mainly an Islamic nation. And uh, one of the things they were doing was they were taking Christian holidays and using um, uh, Islamic uh, terms for them 
to so that they could you know be a part of the Islamic uh, society, and just basically it felt like it was a slap in the face of Christianity mm-hmm. by just reframing it and changing it. And uh, so just recently, uh, where Amy's at in Kupang, they decided that they were going to turn it back to the Christian name for like you know uh, they do celebrate celebrate Christmas and and Easter, mm-hmm. and so. They moved it back to the the actual name that we would use, okay, uh, and not some Islamic version of it. So it's interesting, but the, yeah, the persecution is ramping up. They're trying to change how people uh, dress over there, how they think about their their judicial system. They want to be a, more of the Islamic uh, judicial mm-hmm. idea, which is pretty strict, right? Mm-hmm. You get caught stealing, you know, you can get beat. You know, it's not like you go to jail and just hang out. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Christians are finding that they're just having to really make a stand. And in the midst of it, they're getting relocated or moved out, mm-hmm. uh, especially in Jakarta. They're getting moved out of there. So I think it's interesting when the um, it the enemy works like right within the family. It kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of like your sermon yeah. where like your, your church family yeah. is going to end up for some people during persecution being what you have, what you're clinging to. That's going yeah. to be the necessary thing because your blood family, there will be a divide. Um, but it's such a sad reality of like the, the leaving of the family, but then there's, there's a joy in the unity of the church family. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, that's yeah. big stuff. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of a shocking thing to think that, uh, well, I don't know how big the list is, but they're number 42, and it's just a small region, right? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a lot of people. Right. And they're that high up on the list, you know, for persecution. So it is mm-hmm. happening. Um, I know that when we were over there, we visited some villages uh, where people were relocating from West um, West Indonesia. Okay. Um, and they were coming over... Um, to get away from it because basically the government was uh, Islamic mm-hmm. and they were forcing people into um, to be soldiers, even if they didn't want to be. Um, so, you know, so the families were trying to get out of there so that their kids didn't have to be forced into war. Mm-hmm. There's not a war going on, but they didn't want their kids being in, put into that. Right. And um, so they would come over and then they have nothing because they just left their families, you know, all the things that were their support network to come over here. And so one of the things that Amy, uh, the people we're working with over there, uh, they provide like little villages for people to live in so that they can reestablish. Yeah. And it's uh, it's really neat. But we went and visited the families and it's just crazy. Um, You know, you get all these families that, you know, are living there with the little kids and Mm -hmm. they can't even they can't even really go to school because they're not citizens yet. And so they're they're going out there and doing like a school to try to help them, Mm -hmm. you know, to keep going, you Mm -hmm. know. It's it's terrible to think that, you know, uh, one religion can do all that. Right. You know, and make it so hard. But persecution is real. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, in this situation, uh, just me, it's a personal subject because I was there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's crazy to see how those kind of things are happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- you know, you look at how the Christians are treating the, the people of Islam, like, you know, when they are in the same school together. You know, they're, they don't have a problem. You know, like, they, you know, right. come on, be a part of the school. Right. But when it's on the other side, it's like, no, you can't be unless you convert, you yeah. know, or you got to be a part of Islam. Yeah. So there's stipulations. There's stipulations, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, we need to be praying for the people of Indonesia. Um, for sure. You know, Amy is there right now with Carson and they're uh, checking everything out and doing what they're going to do in ministry over there. But 
it's something we can pray here for that God would uh, uh, protect these families and help them, uh, you know, make it and uh, find uh, ways to uh, survive really, mm-hmm. you know, in the midst of that stuff because mm-hmm. perse- persecution is real mm-hmm. and uh, modern day church is under attack there. Uh, we are going to take a uh, ID break and be right back. Wait, you just jumped into a whole hornet's nest of awesomeness. I'm just saying right now. You better get yourself ready because we got more stuff for you on the more podcast. <laughs> Louise! Louise! Come on! Get over here because we're getting ready for the more podcast. Who does these? The accents are my favorite. Who does these I, ID breaks? I don't know. There's so many different accents. It's just, it's wrong. It's... Uh, we're getting to Harbor Light Bible Trivia. Um, we have uh, one more week, and then we're going to have the big draw for one of the podcast t-shirts. Not with a quote on it, but it'll be, there'll be uh, awesome t-shirts. You remember, we just got our sweatshop running, and so, uh, you know, I'm the only employee that's in the sweatshop. So I'm, I'm working hard. It's all you on know. you. It's all on me. I'm working hard to make the t-shirts. Uh, yeah, these are hand printed here at the church. It's pretty incredible. It is pretty cool. Local. Local. Yeah. Support your local uh, sweatshops uh, here at Harbor Light. Uh, and we do our best to, uh, you know, get the right sizes because we got all kinds of sizes. I think. Well, you got to be careful with that. Well, you know, I've gone. Well, this is the thing. I ordered. First time I ordered. Sizes that were just like large and mediums. Oh. And people are like, you know, this is going to like fit my dog. It's not going to fit me. Right, right. So then I've done all the sizes. And I even, this is not for anybody in particular, but I also ordered 5X. I'm like, I'm not playing around. People like wearing big yeah. clothes. Like, like. Yeah. Teenagers, they're, it's all like baggy sweatshirts Do it. all the time. Yeah. I know. So even if they're actually a medium, they will wear and order an extra large because they want it baggy. Let me just tell you how hard it is to shop at Walmart because people like that do that. <laughs> because like, I go, this is the size I actually need. Yeah, I'm going in there <laughs> and I'm like, I just need a, you know, I'm going to put, I need a 2X, okay? Mm-hmm. 2X I feel comfortable in. And I can't find them half the time. <laughs> All that's left is like little, little man's clothes, you know, large, <laughs> medium. <laughs> Extra large, large, you know, most of it's like large and medium half the time. And I'm always like, we're, you know, don't you guys order anything in fat man sizes around here? And they're like, oh yeah, we do. It just gets it's purchased. Yeah, the teenage girls are wearing them. That's what it is. Lot. Yeah. I'm like, can you stop? You know, I'll be happy when the trend's over because then I can start finding my clothes again. Yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, when we lived in uh, Lansing, I used to go to this place called the Big and Tall Shop. Okay. It's awesome. Like you can, all your stuff. Yeah, you can get shirts that actually are long enough. Yeah. That when you tuck them in, they don't untuck. Yeah. You know, yeah. or like shirts that fit you normal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Nowadays, it, that's hard. Like you go get a shirt, especially like in the women's section. Yeah. You go get a shirt and you're like, is this shirt 50% off? Because yeah. half the material is gone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Like, I paid for a whole shirt. Why Why is it, like, halfway up my belly here? Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've seen yeah. those. It's just, like, not right. Yeah. Well, the one I don't, the thing I don't like is, I don't know why they think that guys my size have necks that are, like, the size of a tree trunk. <laughs> because <laughs> the collars, if you button the collar, right? Uh-huh. 
the button, uh, the first button of the collar is like halfway down my chest. Yeah, yeah, it's a style. I'm like, who the heck has got a neck that big? <laughs> I'm like, I want my collar up here. We're supposed to be not way down here. I mean, oh, try to put a tie word. on that thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're like as low as like the button on a jacket or something. Like yeah. A suit coat. yeah. Or, you know, the other thing is they're real short. Mm-hmm. So you get something from my, so apparently they're trying to deal with the belly and not the length. <laughs> and so Omar makes a tent to go around everything else, but the, the length is not, you know, they're not going to spend the money on the length. Yeah. Drives you, me nuts. You can start, just start, start a new company where. Yeah. That or all, lose weight. It accommodates everybody. I, I've tried, you know, I, I've uh, thought about that before. Have you? Yeah. You, I mean, you do local things here, yeah. right? You, you're the one that's doing all of the, like the merch for. I am. Here. I'm a sweatshop. Yep. Everyone's I'm my own, gonna I'm be my own sweatshop. Yeah. More podcast, everything. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and our shirts have length. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, made sure of that. All the material you need. Yeah, that's right. You will be fully covered, mm-hmm. and you'll be rapture ready because when mm-hmm. you go see Jesus, there's not going to be anything that you have to worry about. Yes. You'll be standing there ready to go. The only thing is you're probably going to be matching teenage girls because <laughs> they're all going to be wearing the same thing yeah, in the right. same sizes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my sweatshirt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so Harbor Light Bible Trivia, if you've ever wanted to be a part of it, it's real simple. All you have to do is email your answer to Harbor Light Bible Trivia at gmail.com. Harbor Light Bible, Tri- Harbor Light Bible Trivia at gmail. Good job. A little Biden there. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You get that? Keep going, Alex. Just keep going. There you go. Did you get that? Yes, clears All right. the bell. Clears the bell. Um, I'm reading the prompter too. Uh, <laughs> so we have the big question happening next week, and uh, so Chelsea's going to pull the question, and oh, okay. we're going to have the question for this week, and send in your answer, and uh, we'll put this towards the big question, and we'll draw, possibly draw your name for one of the t-shirts. Okay, so the Bible challenge question for today is who's the person that said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away... Oh, I said that wrong. Sorry. It's a question. It's not a statement. Who's the person who said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? Yeah. So the the, the, the person, person asked a question. And he said that. Yes. Who takes away the sin of the world? Not the... Oh, so okay, don't so, answer the question who takes away the sin of the world. Right. Who said that question? Who said that question? Yes. Not the person that he's talking about. Correct. The person that said it. Right. Okay. And I have to quit talking also because. clear as a bell. Right. I have to quit talking because my wife says I always give the answer away. So. Yeah. I can't say any more. No hints. We can't, can't give any more hints. But if you know the answer to that, just send us to Harbor Life Bible Trivia at gmail.com, all lowercase, and let us know what you think. And uh, yeah. We'll put your name in the drawing for with the big magical hat we have up here from uh, Wilson Insurance. <laughs> this is uh, the camouflage. Just see Wilson Insurance. Oh, yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, and uh, we put the names in there, and uh, we'll draw the names uh, or the name for the shirt. And you can tell me what size you want. You know, apparently, not the size that fits you. The no, size that you want. The size that you want. Yeah, because you know, honestly, we have some people that have our podcast shirts, and they only use them. For pajamas. Yeah, well, that's Lila. Yeah. 
Well, she Motel. wore it to church one time. She, she did. But, I was like, whoa. Yes, but she had also worn it to sleep that night. <laughs> oh, okay. So she's like, I'm just not changing. I'm yes. Just, yeah. All right. Well, uh, anyways, we'll uh, be right back and we'll come back with Bible Talk. More podcasts where curiosity meets insight. Tune in, delve deeper, and discover more. All right, so uh, last Sunday we finished up the series, uh, Church As. We did Church as the Body, Church as the Family, and then Chelsea finished it off as Church as the Bride. And she got into uh, a lot of interesting things as far as what the Bride is and what Scripture says about the Bride all through Scripture, not just in a few texts, but all through the entire Scripture. And uh, it, was a, it was a good conclusion, I think. It was really, it helped out you know, pulling all the pieces together. Mm. Uh, it was, it was good. I mean, I think people walked away really challenged, you know, mm-hmm. by the message. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, a time that we can actually, uh, get into some things. Maybe she didn't get a chance to talk about cause you only got like 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's, yeah. Especially with that topic, you're kind of like, okay, I have learned all of this information and it's, you can't it's use like it. a man versus food episode where you're <laughs> yeah, like, right. okay, I've learned all of this. Here's like the giant steak on the plate. And now you have 30 minutes to try to eat it all or, or say everything. And you can't, you can't right. say everything. And so you have to, um, like you, you taught me or like, yeah. you're going to be able to share maybe a fourth of what you yeah. studied. Um, and so that's just, um, through prayer and the Holy spirit, just revealing, this is what the, the body needs to hear today. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's a it's a weighty topic that is like interwoven through all of scripture and so we looked at like um the story of Rebecca and um God's heart through Hosea's life and trying to um get a good perspective of our position um and then we looked at preparation um and kind of what that looks like and that all leads to um partnership in the end in revelation where we're going to meet the bridegroom yeah um and so and it yeah it was it was it was a good like finale for that series for that series is just um bringing like bringing everything together and uh trying to bring it together with clarity yeah well because i think like we talked about the the body and the family; those are more of a uh, they're they're individual, but they're also very corporate ideas. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the bride; it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You as as an individual. Yep. So it kind of like it just funneled it down to that. You know, start a little real big, narrow it, narrow it, narrow it until we finally get to the individual aspect yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it got very specific. So, um, let me ask you this question: So, what does it mean uh, for the church to be the bride of Christ then? Um, um, well, we have like the picture of God's love for Israel, right? So like God's love for his people. Um, and if we're looking at it as like position, preparation and partnership, 
and we're like in Ephesians 5, it actually like is in that exact order. So like in verse 25 um, in Ephesians 5, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So that's like him identifying who you're loving, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. that's the identity, the position part. And then in verse 26, it's the why. So it's the preparation you're making, like in that process, you're making her holy, cleansing her by the washing with, by the washing with water through the word. So that's like the preparation part. You're like washing her clean. And then in 27, it's the partnership and it's to present her to him to himself as a radiant church without stain, wrinkle, or any other blemish, holy and blameless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think those are, it's easy for us to see the bride or the topic of the bride of Christ as just like, we're going to meet Jesus yeah. and leave it at that. Like, this has been something that's been planned for thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sin- or since the beginning of, since the beginning of time. And so, um, I think when we can view it in that way, it helps us understand what what it means for the the church to be the bride. Mm-hmm. That it's not it's not just a um, a quick. That's when that's when the end is. Yeah, type right. Of a thing, yeah. But actually, kind of digging in a little bit more. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was interesting. Like you brought up there, you know, some of the things that come to my mind about. Uh, the bride um, and that you kind of assume in that text is this idea that, you know, and you even brought it up on Sunday, this idea that Christ is calling us to a deeper mindset of a relationship, mm-hmm. understanding, um, you know, what love really is, what purity really means, holiness mm-hmm. and um, how, how we have to really, in a sense, sacrifice some of our ideas of what we think are so important so that we can get closer to Christ and become or more like him and be prepared for when he does come. Mm-hmm. Because it is, I mean, the whole purpose of us preparing for our, his return is that we, uh, we kind of put ourselves aside to become what he needs from us mm-hmm. like a bride, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, bride, you know, Jesus talks about many times in scripture, right? That, you know, um, that the two become one, the, the, the wife and husband, you know, they basically separate from previous support networks and influences and they, they, they basically, uh, invest in this future mm-hmm. and you basically try to figure out all that you can to be that person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for, in this case, the groom, you know, mm-hmm. Jesus, and, and it's kind of like what you're saying on Sunday. That's exactly what we do is that we spend our lives, uh, really working on trying to be more and more like what he's looking for mm-hmm. in us, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, the whole, I think it's, it's kind of odd. We were talking about this in my small group. It is kind of hard to move away from the gender idea of this, mm-hmm. but really that's what it's getting down to, right? This mm-hmm. idea that we're preparing ourselves for Christ, that we live, um, we use this term sanctified, live these lives that are set apart mm-hmm. for him, mm-hmm. you know, and all that we have to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think you have, like, there's a, there's a way to kind of know that you're on the not the right track because it's your position, but when your heart is aligned up with what God's asking of you mm-hmm. and it, it's genuine and it's not just you're doing it because you're told, but it's a genuine, I want to know the heart of the father. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that right there is showing that your, your characteristics 
are becoming more like Christ. Yeah. Um, and you know, your, your, the selfishness is chipping away and selflessness is, is taking root and is growing. And that, um, you know, that's a, that's a huge part of intimacy Yeah, is you're, you're setting your own stuff aside. You're setting aside your thoughts because they're not perfect thoughts. They're messed up thoughts. Yeah. So when you're setting that aside, getting rid of it and you're um, just relishing in God's view of you mm-hmm. um, and also like relishing in learning about him and wanting that. Right. Um, you know, that's, that's what being the bride's all about. Well, yeah. Cause uh, right. There's a lot of, a lot of selfishness on our part. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could put in the terms like you were mentioning about a real relationship, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's why we have this metaphor so we can kind of experience it in some regard, but you know, we do have to put those things aside because it won't work mm-hmm. if you come into it expecting that's going to be a 50, 50 obligation, mm-hmm. you know, like you have your own agendas that you're hoping to fulfill regardless of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It won't work that way. It has right. to be fully committed. Yeah to what needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're to be equally yoked yeah. as the bride and the bridegroom, right? Yeah, right so we, yeah. it's a hundred percent and a hundred percent. It's not, you know, God gave a hundred percent for us. Like he died, like Jesus died for us on the cross. Yeah. He gave his everything for us, you know, and he's not looking to be unequally yoked right. with us. He desires for us to seek him and want, and want him back. Yeah. Um, and that we can, we can be in partnership, equal like partnership with him. And that, mm-hmm. you know, that's the goal. But, um, until, like, you know, until we see revelation 19, we're in a preparation process. Right. Um, and, and we, he does partner with us on the earth. Like he does partner with us in the tasks that he gives us to do mm-hmm. and how he wants to use us to glorify his name. Um, but as far as like, the ultimate wedding and the, and the, you know, the wedding feast of the lamb that, um, is in revelation 19, but yeah. Yeah. That'd be the ultimate, uh, um, culmination of everything mm-hmm. when we get together. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting. I, um, I've been studying this a little bit with, have you ever heard like the phrase, like if people say like, like good job mm-hmm. on something and then you, the response is like, Oh, it was all God. Oh, it was mm-hmm. all God. I think we got to be really careful with that because we are when we are in partnership with God mm-hmm. to do a task, He has gifted us mm-hmm. with His like in His authority with the things that need to be done in order to accomplish whatever He's wanting to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so, if we were to like mess up in that. Would we say, oh, it was all God, oh, it was all God? No. Yeah, it's a good point. We wouldn't do that. Right. Like, we can be okay and confident knowing that our confidence is in Christ mm-hmm. and he's gifted us in these things to be in partnership with him for his glory. Right. And so I think it's just it's just a little, like, side note thing and um, that – like that's a part of being in partnership. Right. It's an it's an important part to realize like your identity is your position mm-hmm. and your position includes these gifts that he's given you right to be with him 
and yeah, that was that was just one of the little things that I was like, we don't have time for that on Sunday, but um, <laughs> yeah, you just you're right. like going through your notes like, oh, can't do that. Can't I know that. Yeah. it's a, it's hard to select the things, yeah. but it's it's all good. Like God moved. Yeah, God and, did what He needed to do with what you yeah. had, and yep, that's the way it usually works out, you know. Yep, because I Pastor Gary a lot of times will bring like. 80 slides you know <laughs> and he's like we're going through all of this and they're like you're not getting through all of this it's a it's hard because yeah. you get so excited you're like yeah. man the lord has like shown so many things you yeah. know but at the same time you can you won't you only have so much time and it hopefully motivates people to want to learn more yeah um and want to want to seek him and have their have their own intimate time i can't be a part of their intimate time right yeah right like that's yeah. That's something that is just between them and God. Yeah, I like that. Well, um, one of the things that uh, we were talking about was um, on Sunday was preparing, mm-hmm. you know, for when when God returns, when Jesus returns, and how should the the church prepare for the coming of of this bridegroom? Mm-hmm. Well, what are some things in your opinion? And you mentioned the parable of ten virgins mm-hmm. um, in Matthew twenty five. What are the things that you think we need to do in that that metaphor, that illustration, that parable um, to prepare ourselves for his return? What was it saying there? Um, I think a big part of that outside of what was said on Sunday is to know what's coming. You want to know what you're preparing for. Yeah. Right? So um, you're not preparing just for your next step mm-hmm. that you're preparing for revelation 19. Like yeah. it's not just that you have to look further ahead than what our humanity expects. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, when, when we're being prepared, God's already set the atmosphere in the culture that we live in and how we're living today. He's set that up to prepare us. Yeah. Um, so that's not, it's not necessarily like it's all on us on like, it's our job to prepare, but God's like specifically positioned us in certain areas and in certain um, experiences to teach us and prepare us through those. Um, when you're in a struggle, it makes sense if mm-hmm. you know what, you, if you know that you are being prepared. Yeah. Right. Like it makes more sense that way. Like if I'm going through something, it makes sense because I'm like, okay, obviously God is wanting to teach me this, this, and this mm-hmm. um, as his, as His bride to prepare me. Um, and when we look at when we look at Revelation 19, we can kind of view that chapter as like the grid mm-hmm. into what we can expect. Yeah. Right. So um, there's in Revelation 19, there's like there's a war and there's a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to just look at the wedding, right? Yeah, <laughs> there's a war happening too, and we have to look at them both because we need to, in order to, um, in order to know, like the importance of the wedding, mm-hmm. we have to see the extremes of the war. Yeah, and in order, and and it's opposite too, um, when when we're able to see the, in order to understand like the violence of the war, yeah, we have to understand the passion of the wedding. Mm-hmm. 
And so when you have both of those that come together, you're able to um, kind of comprehend in a little more context of the importance of the bride and the importance of the wedding feast. And we have, um, you know, the enemy is going to use like the, the whole like, like Babylon, like prostitute at war, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In that war, he's going to use that. It's like the, um, like tolerating the religious system. Right, yeah. Right? That with like the Antichrist system, those two things combined are the what the enemy is going to use to battle the love that we have for Jesus. Yeah. And so that's what we have to protect. We have to protect the love that we have for Jesus. And he, you know, like he's going to use it through like, like there's through immorality um, and through um, what were the other ones? Oh, like, like persecution, like what we were talking about earlier. Um, So like people who are sucked into morality, they can't love um, with clarity or depth because it's corrupting what, what used to be there. Everything is corrupted. And with persecution, there's like the feeling of, um, of fear of loss, um, that, or they're scared that things are going to get difficult Mm -hmm. and the enemy is going to try to use that, um, to attack their love for the Lord. And then the other one is offense. Like people will get offended at people do that now getting offended with Jesus leadership. Like when Jesus calls a spade a spade or, when he calls sin, sin and calls out darkness, mm-hmm. people are offended by that. Yep. Um, and they say that then Jesus isn't showing love, mm-hmm. which we know is false, but the enemy is using those tricks to try to get us to not desire him anymore and not want to experience his love anymore. Um, kind of twist it. Yeah. yeah, it's super super twisted. So we got we have to know what needs protection. Yeah. And cultivating our like having our oil, that's what needs protection. Yeah. Yeah, the the prep yeah, you're right, the preparation, the concern, um mm-hmm. the foresight, all those things are Yeah, I think that's one thing that uh we can get into a trap of real quick is become so complacent. It's kind of like in, in some of our marriages today, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people say, "Well, we're just not we just fell in love. We're just not in love anymore. And they don't put the work into it. You know, mm-hmm. they put the work in a relationship and they're basically hoping that somehow it will just work itself out. But, you know, the responsibility is on us to make sure that we are committed mm-hmm. to a relationship and we're working at it. Mm-hmm. It is work. Mm-hmm. And then, like you just mentioned, the relationship we have with Christ, it is work. There's preparation involved. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't, you don't live your relationship with Christ in an assumption, hoping mm-hmm. that it's going to, just pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that's, that's not how it works. That's the that's the whole purpose. Why the greatest commandment <clears throat> is the greatest commandment, yeah. right? Like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Like, the reason for that is because it's set because he, like, the enemy is gonna try to attack that. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's gonna try to turn us into acting like a bunch of Marthas with the whole like we're going to be, we're worth our work. So we're going to be paying attention to our old way of life rather right. than um, like Jesus is right there in the room with you and like sitting at his feet and, you know, having those, having those in depth like moments with him are something to be valued. 
And when we can understand the bride and bridegroom relationship, the value goes even higher yeah, and deeper. And, um, and we are able to just, we're able to just experience it without the worries of everything else. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, we're getting close out of time here. Uh, I wanted to ask you this last question, kind of wrap it up for application. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so how does the imagery of the church as the bride of Christ, um, really challenge and encourage the church, especially in our current cultural context? Because I mean, things are really, Mm. really changing fast, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just mentioned the definition of relationship is changing and the devil's trying to constantly, uh, erode that and finding ways to make, what Christ claims is love and acceptance and commitment, twisting those things to make it, you know, fit more of our own fleshly desires. Mm-hmm. What, what do you see in this? How, how does the church do this in our current culture as far as you're concerned? Um, I think we have to protect love and its mm-hmm. definition, like yeah. his true, its true definition. Um, I easily, that word gets like swayed back and forth with our culture um, and be able to, remember like i i don't even want to say remember i don't keep cultivation i don't is that a right word sounds good okay sounds good to me cultivating your oil has to stay at the top of your priority list Mm -hmm. it really it really doesn't you have to see it as more than a task it has to be a desire yeah you know it's like like for me, I desire coffee in the morning. Yeah, amen. <laughs> but like even way more than that, I yeah. like I desire to spend time with God. Um, you know, and to I think another thing in culture today, everything has like it's like immediate gratification. Like right now, like if I don't have a word that's given to me right now, mm-hmm. you know, then I'm done. And we, you have to give yourself time. Time is a gift. Yeah. Right. Like give yourself that time to meditate and chew on what you're reading and don't give up on it. Um, in today's culture, it's easy to let the idea of like canceling something out seep into to mm-hmm. our faith. Even. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if someone doesn't like what is said, they're going to cancel you. Well, you're going to read things in the Bible that you don't like. Yeah, you are. It's just it's a fact. <laughs> yeah. You're going to find something that's not going to mix well with you. Right. Right. It's gonna right. Be something, yeah. But it's because of us. Yeah. Right. It's because of our, our perspective being off or, yeah. or, or the, where we are at in the world is just, um, culturally very different, um, or whatever. But, um, don't cancel out the Bible because right. you're going to see things that you don't like that should make you want to dig even more. Like why are you, why do you have such a problem with it, right? Yes. If you're reading something, why do you have such a problem yes. with it? Yeah. Yes, and you will figure out what is God teaching me. Right. Like through this, how am I gonna grow? You know, you when a seed is planted, you know, when you were saved, it didn't turn into a tree right. overnight. Right. You know, it takes time and watering, you know, washing of the word. Like it takes a lot of of work to do that. Um and and there's there's such value in it um you know it's not seen as just this tree but it's seen as this whole other it's at a whole other standard and um yeah i think god is god is going to the generation that is the generation of the lord is going to um 
going to know what's going on. Yeah. The generation of the Lord, when he comes back, that whole generation is going to know what's up. Yeah. And they're going to be prepared. It's going to be the generation of the prepared bride. Um, and, you know, that's that should give us hope, a lot of hope. Yeah, they'll be ready to see see yeah. him coming and yeah they'll be prepared when it does happen it's not going to be like a shocker right yeah right yep well uh any last words for me before we uh wrap up this podcast i i think uh well you got an extra 20 minutes out of it from sunday so that if you had the 20 <laughs> that you did on sunday and now it's like 40 i don't know i have like this whole notebook. i know i look at your notebook you got like a few more pages there uh no yeah. it's all good things i uh you know there i the the journey of the church is very intentional, um, in that, and it's, it's a, it's a rescue story, right? Like, um, we're, we are important enough to be rescued. And, you know, we've, we've seen rescue stories all throughout the Bible. And, um, and this, you know, this topic of the bride is like the ultimate rescue story and we get to be a part of it. And, and yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. I like it. I like it. Well, good job on Sunday. I know a lot of people were blessed by it and uh well, you know, just start working on your next sermon, right? Yeah, there you know, when you start working on one, you get like all these ideas for other ones and you're like, Whoa, I got my yeah. hands full. Keep this working. Is yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah it's ready. awesome. You never know when the next time will come up. I mean, that's uh that's I'm you know, that's what Pastor Gary always tells me. He's like, You just always have one ready. Yes. You never know. Yes, yes. So all right, well we'll talk to you later. We'll see you next week on uh more podcast. And yeah, we'll be here. We'll be here. We're back in the swing of things. Uh, We'll talk to you later. We want you to know, find, discover, change with us. More podcast ending transmission. Now.